Hey everyone, welcome back to the Low and Zo Show. Today we have a very exciting episode for you because we're bringing forth an interview. Lo, who did we interview? We interviewed our friend Haley today, and I actually love this because. I mean, Haley is a badass, and this was such a fun episode for us to record for you guys who came down to Toronto. But Haley originally found us through iTunes, and she reached out to me, and she was like, I've just binged so many of your guys' episodes. Like, I just feel like I know you guys. And so it was really, really cool to have her actually on the podcast with us. And I feel like she really took this episode in places that we might not have without her. And for that, I'm super grateful. Yeah. I mean, she's given us permission to <laughs> open up a few new doors. And uh, <laughs> we we covered a various amount of topics in this episode, like confidence. We spoke a little bit about uh, sex manifestation magic <laughs> and uh, even more. I, I I really enjoyed going all over the place in this episode. Yeah, me too. So we're really excited to bring this to you guys. We also wanted to just apologize ahead of time. It's actually... <laughs> I try to be the um, sound technician for the Lo and Zo show. We used to have Jackie. She was amazing. And then COVID, you know, we weren't able to go to the studio anymore. So I try to be the sound technician. And sometimes I really don't know what I'm doing. And when I went to uh, take a listen back to the audio, there was some pretty prominent echo with um, Zoe's audio clip. And so we've got our very amazing um podcast editor, uh, sound technician. His name is Hozu and uh, he's on the job. <laughs> he's doing whatever he can to make it sound as good as possible, but we didn't give him too much to work with. <laughs> well, I'm very confident that Hozu will work his magic and you guys, there's just so much amazing, beautiful, inspiring content to listen to in this episode. We know that you love the episodes on giving yourself permission and this one's got so much of that in it. Totally. And I think it's it's honestly just like real. I say to my clients all the time, like, don't try to make everything perfect because especially if you have an online business, <laughs> but any kind of business, I mean, even just in like creating a life that you're excited about, that you're passionate about, like there's just, it's about showing up and being imperfect and being real. And so, I mean, not only was so much of this episode about that, but also <laughs> sometimes we have tech issues <laughs> yeah. and it's still so worth it to us to put this content out there for you guys because Haley was just a really um, special energy to bring to the podcast. Yeah. So thank you so much to Haley. Thank you so much to Hozu and thank you so much for listening. Let's get started. I'm Lo. And I'm Zoe. And this is The, the Lo and Zoe, Zoe Show. We're thought leaders and entrepreneurs who know that an abundant mind is the key to an abundant life. On this podcast, we do manifestation differently. We'll be empowering you to create your wealthiest life through sharing the principles of quantum creation and the infinite power of strategic identity shifting. If you've struggled in the past to manifest the love, the money, the success, and the truly opulent life you most desire, it's simply because you've been missing a vital piece of the conscious creation puzzle, and we're here to change that. If you haven't already, be sure to join us inside our Facebook community, Abundant Mind Tribe, for daily tips, mindset hacks, manifesting tricks, and more that'll equip you with everything you need to manifest the abundant AF life you deserve. Now let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Low and Zo Show. 
we have a very special guest joining us today. Say hi, Haley. Hello, everyone. We're, yes, we got the Lozo and Haley show today. Yeah. <laughs> I love how that works with like anyone that we have on the podcast. Yeah. We just add them to the name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that we could start by hearing from Haley. I mean, we're going to talk to you guys about what we're talking about today, but maybe to start us off, Haley, you want to tell us how you found out about us, how we connected. Yes. So I serendipitously came across the Low and Zo show on my Apple podcast and instantly I felt drawn to the show and I just started listening and I was like, oh, I just like, I feel like it's a soul connection. What these beautiful ladies are talking about, I feel so resonated with here. And I ended up reaching out because Lauren's a business coach. So I ended up reaching out to Lauren and I was like, hey, like I'm just starting my business. I just graduated school in 2020 and started a business sort of all at the same time. And it was just so fresh and new. And I've I've always resonated with abundance and manifesting. And it really was just in my blood since I was born and in my livelihood. So I started working with Lauren. It was also exciting in, in how that unfolded in the first little bit there as well. And then yeah, just became a member of the Abundant Beings Club. And that's, I guess, the are. rest is history. <laughs> yeah. And like the three of us were talking about on Instagram and I messaged Zoe and I was like, we need to have Haley on the Yay. podcast because she's just like so our vibe. So what are we talking about today, Zoe? Today we are going to talk about embodiment. And I feel like there's no better person to speak to us about this today than Haley. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I love that. So, so quickly right off the bat, what is embodiment? And what does it mean to, you know, live a life that way? So the interesting thing about embodiment, and I and I do believe this actually about any way of being in spirituality and self-development, it does have unique definitions to whoever holds that definition. To me, what embodiment means is aligning your soul with the way you live here in the 3D. So the way we live in the 3D is very physical. We use our bodies, We the way we communicate, the way we speak, the way we hold our postures, the way we the way we live really and the way you walk, talk, speak and present yourself and how embodiment comes in is fully allowing your soul to present itself in that embodied state. So you can embody any human emotion, any feeling, any experience using your body combined with the soul integration. Can you tell us, um, I'm so excited to talk about this because we've never actually had a podcast episode on embodiment, so it's yeah. perfect that you're here, Haley. Yeah. Um, can you tell us just a little bit about your story and like what you do in your business, what it is that you're all about? Yeah. So my name is Haley. I'm the founder of Uplift Lifestyle and the host of Uplift Lifestyle Podcast. And I've spent six years studying sort of the clinical setting of human body and anatomy and physiology and all the things. And I've always had a natural desire for high level success in all areas of my life. And that success was driven by my desire for abundance, my desire for living my best life. So I was always just driven by success and whether that be financial, whether that be a success in love and relationships, like truly living my best life was how it all started. And when I was in school, I took this entrepreneurship class in my third year of university. And I did college before I did university and did the whole physical fitness side of things. But in this entrepreneurship class, I was like, wow, this again, feels like a remembering. Like I'm meant to work for myself. I'm meant to do my own thing. I'm meant to live life by my rules. And from there, I just started the podcast. And in that podcast, I started to build a brand around myself and started to demonstrate to myself and to the world that living your best life gets to be fun. It gets to be easy. And it doesn't have to be 
by anyone else's definition of what is normal. It can just be your like your own vibe. So that was the best thing about that. And I started taking on personal training clients. I worked at a different studio in London, Ontario, and took on personal training clients and built a huge rapport for myself. Everyone loved me and I started teaching fitness classes. All my fitness classes were sold out. I just had this natural magnetism and energy about myself. And I started to realize that it was my energy that was my superpower. And how can I build a life for myself that is as abundant and as fulfilling and as purpose-driven while my energy is that is that core essence, is that foundation. And therefore, I started taking on one-on-one clients. I started then, after meeting Lauren, I started, how can I make this sort of expand? How can I make more money from this? And how can I therefore live a freer life? So I started doing programs. And now I'm a spiritually channeled wellness and success coach. So clients will come to see me for a 90-minute intensive. And oftentimes, one session is enough to go through, you know, some neuro-linguistic programming, reprogram some of their subconscious mind, do some coaching, which is more hands-on and more, you know, inspiring and motivational. And then the rest of it is just channeled where we just, I kind of look at their, their life and it all just comes through me. And I do believe we all have this skill. I just, I've really cultivated it so it can, it happens pretty fast for me. So I just live like my best life. I'm an entre- <laughs> yeah. I'm also an entrepreneur in the sense that not only do I run this coaching business, but I'm actually launching a tech company. And that also was so divine and channeled. And I just keep my energy clean. I keep my my channels open. So whatever source wants to bring through, I'm just like, I'm here mm-hmm. for it. I guess Amazing. that's it. I guess yeah. that's all I want to say about that. Well, and you, I mean, what I love is like you have, you found this sort of, um, balance between, you know, allowing things and and allowing for the ideas and allowing for the guidance, but you're also like, and I want my Range Rover and I'm going to visualize <laughs> it and manifest it, which you exactly. did. Um, <laughs> and I think that there's probably something to be said about like the balance between like, you know, divine guidance slash service slash desire, right? Yes. And how they're all connected. And I would actually love to talk to you about your te- – like, you're so casual, but, like, oh, and I have this, like, tech startup, you know, and it's just been, like, really aligned and, like, the right people just show up at the perfect right yep. timing and, like, I didn't really know anything about tech, but now I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And I feel like that's how my whole life has been and a lot of – like, since the day I was – I guess since I can remember, I should say, um, people have loved my energy and it's just been this, I want to be around you, Haley. I just love being around you. You're so joyful. Your energy is so incredible. And it's been sort of this embodied thing, right? Where it's like, this is who I am. So I embody that. I'm always high vibe. I'm always good energy. And it started to become this, um, it was like this blessing and this curse where I I notice now looking back in all the, the healing work that I do, I felt the pressure to uphold that level of high energy when I felt Mm. sometimes I just want to, you know, be low vibe and discovering that I'm a projector. It makes sense. Like I have times where I don't have that high energy, but again, embodiment and upholding is so powerful. And that's why it can be our superpower if we're really after something we desire, but it can also be a challenge if you're expected to be in that energy all the time. So now that I'm at this place in my life where I recognize that, yes, I have this natural gift of high energy that makes everyone around me feel really good. It's very captivating. But I also have the, I make the decision to how I want to use that energy, how I want to source that energy. And I've literally created a business around making people feel good. And it's the easiest thing because it's what fuels me. But I can also protect my energy in the same sense. To answer your question about or to kind of go off what you said there about the tech company, 
everything I've done has been easy for me in the sense because that's the reality I've created for myself. I've also been blessed in my you know, situation and the way that I was brought into the world and the support that I've had, that everything gets to be easy, but it's also just been a decision. Like this, this great idea for this tech company came, well, it came to my boyfriend and he pitched it to me and he was like, you need this. And I was like, well, then I'm going to create it. Oh, does it exist? No. Okay. Well, I'm going to create it then. And it was that simple. And it was like, don't get me wrong. It's been a shit ton of work. It's been a, it's been a year of like having a developer and having a team and having all this like coding and things that I don't fully understand, but I just, I truly just hold the vision and it, it doesn't even matter. It's let go of the how it's, it's happening because it's been gifted to me to bring to the world. So yeah, I guess just that, that embodied energy of if it's meant to be, I'm, and I'm meant to bring it into the world, I'll bring it in. Yeah. And I love hearing about that, that next level depth of trust that you have. You had this intuitive gift, right? Presented through your boyfriend and you two just like cultivated that and built that. And then you were like, yeah, we're going to do this. Mm -hmm. Like having that trust that it is all working out. And like you said, it it can't be easy in certain times, but you're just going with the flow and keeping your energy clean and moving through it and creating it. Yeah. Just paying attention to the next step. And oftentimes, I guess, and I know that you are both projectors, when we get these exciting downloads of this is what I- All the time. Exactly, right? The more connected you are to your own energy and to source, you're you're constantly channeling things. But when, as projectors or, or anyone really, but with, you know, we have limited energy in this human realm. So there are only so many things we can do or that we feel we can do. So when we get these exciting things, it's like- I want to do this. I want to do this. Oh my God, but it's going to be a lot of work. And oh, what's going to have to give? And, and all this resistance comes up where I spent about a year in a clinical kinesiology degree, which is no joke, the level of education that was. I did that. I worked full time as a head trainer at a, an amazing boutique fitness studio. I was doing full running my podcast, running one on one clients, and I was downloading this idea of this tech company. So a lot of resistance came up around how much work I had to do. But to touch on what you mentioned there, Zoe, about trust, it's I'm really just like no one's arrived. We're all learning. And I'm really just beginning to cultivate that relationship with trust. It was one of my realizations yesterday. Like I I wrote it down in my journal. I, I finally trust the universe. I finally trust the support around me. I finally trust that it's happening and and it's all been divine getting to this point but yeah i don't think it's i think it's foolish to say that trust is just it's easy it's not mm-hmm. you have to mm-hmm. really <laughs> like cultivate that relationship and tend to it but now i trust <laughs> yeah yeah let's talk a little about and and i love i mean i think the thing with trust you're right it's like you have to build it mm-hmm. over time and i think like trust is sort of the same thing or it's in the same family as like confidence, right? The more confident you feel, the more trusting you are of yourself and also your, you know, or the universe rather, your un- the unfolding of what you're asking for. Um, I want to talk a bit about embodiment. So for me, what embodiment is, is like feeling the feelings of the reality you wish to manifest before it actually has, right? And I think that one of the things, like, I mean, maybe we could all tell different stories about times that we embodied 
the feelings, mm-hmm. you know, the version of ourselves that had what we wanted and, and had it manifest as a result. But I think that one of the things when it comes to embodiment, people think that they need to be in that state like 24 hours a day, which is impossible. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas in my experience, and I don't know about you guys, like if I visit something, you know, just here and there in my mind and I and I imagine myself, I embody those feelings, those mm-hmm. thoughts, that way of being, even just for a short period of time, and I com- I continue to come back to that, you know, it doesn't take long before something starts to unfold for me. What, how does embodiment show up for you in your life and in your business as someone who is, you know, a conscious creator of your reality? Yeah, so the the biggest thing for me with embodiment and studying science for so many years and having a really strong background in physiology and anatomy and posture and, and just really that connection between your mind-body. And I did a yoga certification, so like the mind-body has always been very interconnected. But the way embodiment shows up for me is I have a program called Confidence Embodied, Embodied Confidence. And it was so natural for me because I embody confidence wherever I go. It doesn't matter who I'm speaking to, whether it's my boyfriend who I live with, my family or strangers that are on a high level. I'm, I'm just myself and it's be, it's a cultivated thing. So embodied confidence is easy for me. But how embodiment shows up for me is strangely enough embodying the difficult emotions. So I like to embody anxiety. I like to embody depression. I like to embody... Um, scarcity. I like to embody these difficult emotions when they arise because that's where the breakthroughs come. It's For me, it's easy to embody confidence. I think anyone listening to this, you, you may want to work on cultivating that embodiment with confidence because it is such a practice thing, but it's my life. So it's, it's natural. It, for me, it's been important to embody the, the quote unquote lower vibe emotions or the survival emotions because in embodying them, you're free. You're free. It's just, wow, this is, this is me. This is part of me. Um, yeah. So I think that's a big part of embodiment. Another big part, I've been doing a lot of embodiment with feminine energy because I'm a projector. I'm a feminine person. I spent a lot of years feeling really into my sexuality, really into sexiness. And just, I went through a couple of years as being like, uh, how do I describe this? Like, a haughty, like hot girl sort of energy. <laughs> I don't know. Like I just wear the like push-up bras and like I loved that. And I loved, loved that. And I just enjoyed my sexy sexiness, really. Um, and then something happened and I'm still working on recognizing what it was. I still feel so confident. I know I'm gorgeous. I know I'm oh a, God, I love a it. gift. I know just, I am. Just tell us a bunch of your like <laughs> your your thoughts that run through your mind on a daily basis. Like that's oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, I am just gorgeous. I think I'm, I know I'm gorgeous. I know I'm beautiful. (laughs) And even on the days when I, you know, whatever, maybe I have a zit or a cold sore or something. And I'm just like, I'm still fucking hot, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But basically I went through this, this time in my life where the embodiment of sexiness was very natural. So it's just literally lives within my cells and I don't really have to work at it. But I started to be conditioned. I think it was in university. I got conditioned into work hard, work hard, work hard, as we all do. We're structured, you know, society set up for us to work our asses off and to then go to bed at night and then do the same thing the next day. And it never felt good for me. So I started to embody masculine energy a lot where I was having to do everything for myself and it was hard for me to receive help. And now I love embodying my feminine energy. Like just last night, I had worked till like a full day and I was in my 
conditioned power of being productive and getting a bunch of things done. And as a business owner, you have moments where you're not fully in trust. So you feel like you have to do, do, do to Mm -hmm. get results. Right. We all know. Um, So I was kind of it was a combination of being in that mode, but also just being so inspired by what I was kind of channeling and downloading. So I created it and it was like 11 o'clock and I was exhausted. And my my partner who I live with, who's incredible he was at work too so he had a full day but I texted him I normally like to have because I'm trying to embody my feminine more and I really do get pleasure from being like welcome home I've made dinner and like (laughs) even though he's a chef he's a way better cook than me but I still really enjoy that feeling of leaning into that feminine energy which it gets a bad rap because if you're stuck in that energy and you don't have a choice yeah that's shitty but if you're choosing that energy it really allows you to feel free and in a receptive way. So normally I like to have dinner ready for him and you know, it's this whole thing. But that night I just texted him, I was like, babe, I am drained and I'm starving and I don't have the energy to cook dinner. And it's funny because resistance came up for me and like, oh, I'm not good enough because I'm not preparing dinner. And like, not that he would ever project that onto me at all, but I had this little story going and he immediately in me just sort of owning up to this feminine energy of, I can't do it, I need help. He was like, what do you want, babe? I'll pick up whatever you want. Like, we're good. Like, what are you feeling? And I was like, oh, that was so easy. So that's just a small example of embodying feminine energy where you desire something, you desire support, you desire help. There's like a thousand archetypes of feminine energy. So we can dive into all that. But yeah, that's uh, that's sort of how embodiment shows up for me is really leaning into my feminine energy, saying when I need help, asking for help, receiving support, receiving guidance, because I've been conditioned to Again, I don't know where it switched because I was so in my feminine for a couple of years there. And then something switched when I went to university and I started to feel like I had to do, 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 do to get what I wanted when really you do get to lean back. And there does get to be this flow of feminine, masculine, feminine, masculine and receive. And yeah, I'm really learning to embody that feminine energy now. That's really how it shows up for me. Yeah. Haley, I would love it if you could circle back to, you know, this sexy confidence energy that you said you're embodied for a few years, because I think a lot of women struggle with finding that because there's a lot of, and and most of the time it is quite like ancestral, but like shame around the body, shame around like feeling really into that divine feminine. Mm -hmm. And what would you say for anyone out there who does struggle to, to feel into that like sexy confidence? Yeah, you're so right. It, there is a lot of shame around it. And Like anything with confidence, it's easier said than done, but you have to let go of other people's judgments or opinions. Your confidence is about you and embodying sexy feminine energy. It's not for anyone but you. And a place where I would start, if you are someone at home and you're ready to start embodying that sexy goddess energy, it's do it alone. Do it at home. Put on your lipstick, sultry, slow. Um, look at yourself in the mirror, like kiss, kiss the mirror, like do <laughs> sexy things alone. I always do pleasure practices with whether it's by myself or with my vibrator or whatever. I just go right for it. And, you know, that might be a lot for someone to start no, out. So. Starting out might just be looking in the mirror and getting emotional, getting vulnerable with yourself and really seeing you for you and seeing you for the sexy, beautiful person that you are. I think it's important to mention that this feminine embodiment, this goddess energy that you just mentioned, Zoe, that sexy energy, 
because there's been shame built around it, it, it is scary for some women to go there. There's also trauma for a mm. lot of women. And even if you haven't experienced that in your 3D current reality, um, ancestral lineage does come into the DNA and it does come into the programming. And I think that there's something to be said for freeing yourself from that in your own personal practice. So there are a few, few of us that get lucky where we have partners where we can dive into these um, role plays or these embodied states together. But if you're alone and you're, and you feel safe doing it with yourself, I would start there just looking at yourself and giving yourself the validation and the love that you need start there. And you start to just like, again, I'm sitting here. I don't even know really what I look like. I'm sure I look good, <laughs> but <laughs> basically it. it's, it becomes this embodied state that it's practice. And you're just like, I know I'm gorgeous. I know I'm worthy. I know I'm incredible, whether I'm in my best outfit, looking flawless hair and makeup done or sitting at home on the couch with my robe on. Like it, re there's really no difference once you fully embody that level of confidence, but it's a practice and you have to, you have to start somewhere. You have to start small. You have to start alone and you have to start feeling into it, complimenting yourself, giving yourself that love. I, I don't want to go on too long here, but one thing I do want to mention is we are creatures of our environment unless we choose to be the trailblazer. So if you've been raised in a family, which most of us have, where our our moms were judgmental of themselves, their bodies, and the way they looked, and they say, oh, I'm fat, or I'm this, I'm that, and oh, God, look at my wrinkles, or whatever, we start to actually take that on. And for me, I've been born embodied confident because my mom would walk around naked. My mom's gorgeous, and she'd just walk around naked like a free little spirit. And she'd tell us how beautiful we are and all these things. So I do want to mention that I am blessed in that sense, but there's also been moments in my life where like anyone I've went to college university and I experienced the judgments women experience. So yeah, there's, everyone has different levels of work they need to do, but I think that it's so freeing to embody your goddess, sexy energy fully. I love this topic so much. And I was definitely, I mean, I love my mother. She's so wonderfully supportive of me. But, you know, that was, I I do feel like just exactly what you're describing, right? A lot of like um, not knowing how to love my body, not knowing how to look in the mirror and genuinely think these kinds of thoughts about myself. And I know that you're all about like neuroplasticity and, and you know, basically reprogramming the brain and understanding how the subconscious mind works to wire in new beliefs. Um, what would you say for someone who like, cause it's so clear. Like I love hearing the way that you talk, but lately this has been my thing of like, I just want to hear like women who, you know, are at that level that I desire to be, whether it's with their body or with their finances, I want to hear what their beliefs are. I want to hear the kinds of thoughts that they think. And so you sitting here being like, well, I just know that I'm gorgeous. Like I love it because it's so clear that that's like a belief system for you. And I'm like, okay, I can take some of that on. But what would you say to people who like, like there was a time not that long ago where the idea of like standing in the mirror naked and saying nice things to myself, like brought even just the thought of it brought me to tears because it was so foreign to me. Um, and I'm someone who, who's been, you know, pretty like into my own self-development for quite a long time now. And it was still just like, it still brings up resistance, but I'm a lot better at it. Like, what would you say to people that like, as soon as they hear, you know, 
get get connected with yourself and say these things to yourself in the mirror, it brings up a lot of resistance for them. Yeah. So what I would say is anytime something brings up a lot of resistance is because there's a lot of healing that needs to go down. (laughs) There's a lot of healing that needs to happen. And I would never, ever say to someone, oh, you should just think you're the most gorgeous thing. You should just have like it's not that easy and it does take time and does take practice. So the first thing is becoming aware that there is that resistance. And in my Embodied Confidence program, there's an inner child healing aspect of it. And there's this going back in time where you go, what age was, or like, when in my life did I, was I conditioned to believe that I wasn't enough, that I wasn't beautiful enough, that I wasn't smart enough, whatever it is as I was, that just being me wasn't enough. And I had to shift and mold myself in certain ways. And and just in becoming aware of that time in your life, you can really give yourself a lot of space to feel into that empathy for yourself. Um, And once you're able to feel empathy for yourself, you're able to see yourself as like a friend or someone you love. And that's sort of where I like to start with clients is how would you speak to someone that was, you know, your best friend or someone you loved, like even a pet, like something that you just find so unconditionally loving? How would you speak to them? And why is it so hard for you to speak to yourself that way? And it brings up a lot of stuff. And Oftentimes, it I, I do rapid healing with my clients, so it's pretty easy to move it around and actually remove it from their brain. But for a lot of people, it, it does take a lot of therapy and time. But where to begin is, again, just recognizing that you being here on earth is a gift and you're not able to fully express yourself and, and achieve the level of freedom and success in whatever area of life until you're fully embodied in confidence. You have to be fully embodied in confidence to achieve financial success, to achieve relationship success. And I do, I have a podcast episode on manifesting love because if you're not fully in love with yourself, like I'm, I am in love with myself. Like I'm in love with myself. I talk to myself in the mirror. I talk to myself all the time on my drive here. I was like, I fucking love myself. I'm so beautiful. I'm so smart. I'm this and that. And again, it's to the outside looking in, it's like, okay, this this bitch, like what's wrong no, with her, right? It. But it's, no, it's it's a it's a practiced, cultivated skill and way of being. And embodiment has played a huge role in it. So how can you be in love with your body? Like the way you touch your body, the way you talk to your body, the way you dress your body, like it, yeah, there's so many layers to it. Mm-hmm. So I would just start, if it's hard to look at yourself in the mirror naked, don't, don't be naked. Who says you have to be naked? Just put on like a turtleneck or whatever. <laughs> Just look at yourself and smile and be like, oh my God. The amount of times I've looked at myself in the mirror and, and smiled, I cry because I see myself. Like you see your soul and it's it, it's heartbreaking that anyone wouldn't just be so in love with themselves. And because I'm so in love with myself, I'm in love with everyone I meet. Like when I met you guys, I was like, ah, I love these girls. Like they're freaking gorgeous, smart, kind, incredible, like so inspiring. And and every client that comes into my world, every human that comes into my world, I truly see the best in them because I see the best in myself. And it changes your whole, yeah, your whole um, perspective on life. Yeah, you have such a beautiful way of saying things, Haley. So Aww. thank you for sharing that. I know like with everything that you're saying, it, it does so much uh, like lifting for others, like the other people listening right now and just listening to the way that you speak about yourself, the way that you practice that for mm-hmm. yourself, like you're, you're healing with your words and just the way that you are, right? Embodying who you are. Thank you, Zoe. <laughs> 
I was wondering, um, because you're like, like, I really appreciate your willingness to just be like so real about these things. Like, I think even if we can get to a place of genuinely loving ourselves, we feel weird saying that and like being unapologetic about it, which is, you know, a whole topic in and of itself. But earlier, you can let me know if you're, if you're okay with talking about this, but earlier you had mentioned orgasmic manifesting. Oh yeah. And I was wondering if we could like go into that a little like it's definitely not something we've talked about I love it oh my god (laughs) like I think I'd love to hear more about that like just what it is I've never I've heard about it before I've never really understood okay so manifesting orgasms for me and for well we'll just say for me because everyone has their own experiences but for me a manifesting orgasm is the ultimate experience of being god embodied. And when I do it, (laughs) I wrote it in one of my private groups that I'm the facilitator of. And it was funny because like no one replied. They were probably like, this girl is fucking crazy. (laughs) But I was like, hey guys, just had a manifesting orgasm. And I repeated over and over again through the climax. I am God. I am God. I am God. I am God. (laughs) And, um, you know, and I'm again, I'm at this place with confidence where I don't really give a shit if people think I'm crazy. I don't because I know I am amazing. (laughs) But the thing with the manifesting orgasms is you're with embodiment. Again, I've studied science for so many years. Let's just let's just quickly start here. Are the ancestral trauma that women have around pleasure is fucked. And the the undoing and deconditioning that's necessary around pleasure for women, it's heartbreaking. And women are worthy, everyone's worthy of experiencing pleasure and recognizing that the the relationship between pleasure and creation is one in one. For men, when they have a pleasure orgasm, it creates life. For women, that hasn't been associated, right? There's no association there, and I don't believe that that's okay. So I like to connect my creative power with the orgasm and having that experience of the climax and then that fulfillment. And I also want to mention this, that I recognize I'm privileged in the sense that I've experienced orgasm because a lot of people don't, a lot of people haven't, and a lot of people make that wrong about themselves. But the... um, the thing about a manifesting orgasm is you're combining from an embodied perspective, embodiment perspective, you're combining your physiology and your physical, your physicality with your manifestation, which is your personal power, your creative energy, your soul essence. So if you're doing a manifesting orgasm, again, it looks different for everyone in my embodied confidence program, the, the fifth day, it's a five day program. The fifth day is, an, is a manifesting orgasm. And again, it doesn't have to be that if you're not available for that, or if it doesn't feel good for you, it can just be touching your arm like gently. And you know, it's however pleasure experience, whatever experience of pleasure you desire. But the power of that is it's like, you're giving yourself this gift. And there's a reason that an orgasm is what it is. And there's the climax and the experience and the, the feelings that go into it. And I do it all the time. Like last night, I, I, or two nights ago, oh, it was just last night. I did it last night and my boyfriend's out on the couch and he's just like, oh, did you have, he calls, he calls my vibrator the purple dragon. He's like, did you have the purple dragon out in there? Cause I came out and I was like, oh, I'm not going to drop it here. Cause I have to manifest it a little bit more, but I was just like, oh, I have figured out my life purpose. And then da-da. I come out and tell him and he's just like, were you with the purple dragon? I was like, I sure was. And he's just like, go to bed, babe. Like, but it's just this whole, it doesn't, there doesn't need to be any stigma around pleasure. Yeah. There mm-hmm. really doesn't. And 
Yeah. Well, and I, 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 I that's what I'm resonating <laughs> with so much with you talking about that is like just this unapologeticness, which is, is absolutely how it should be, right? And I think for women, it's like not even something we often feel comfortable talking about, which is ridiculous, like something as important. Like I had a friend the other day messaging me saying like, she was talking about orgasms in her relationship. And she was like, maybe this is TMI. I'm like, orgasms should not be TMI. Like, no. Why? Like, this is like, it's so important. Of course, you can be talking to to me about this, right? So I love just how comfortable you are with it because I think that that's like, we need to give ourselves permission to be women. Oh, yeah. For sure. And it's so like, it's so liberating just to hear you speak about that because it gives other people permission to speak about it too. And uh, it's kind of funny because I, I recently gave low of <laughs> Yeah, I know. So we got, oh, got like a whole it. bunch of like free vibrators. Yeah. Good. Free sex toys. And I just gave them out to like all of my friends. But it was so fun because I'm like, you know what? Now we can normalize this like a little bit more. Like we can normalize like, okay, let's talk about it. <laughs> I was like, so you're keeping one for you, right? She's yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I looked at it. It was like a $400 vibrator. I was yeah. like, wow. Oh, what's it do? So- <laughs> What doesn't it do? <laughs> I yeah, I love it. But you know, like this, this should be a topic that women discuss because, yeah. like, I know for me personally, like growing up without a mom, like to speak about this with, I felt like I was navigating territory for the longest time. Like honestly, just until the recent, like, last couple of years where I had like close girlfriends that I felt comfortable to speak about this stuff with, I could never. Like, it was just something that was off the table for mm-hmm. me or, like, it would would um, bring, like, shame with it, I suppose. Like, I mean, the the only time that I can remember having any sort of a conversation, like, about my body or about, like, my feminine parts with my, with my mom was when I got my period and she shamed me for it. Like, she laughed at me and, like, it was like I closed the door. Yeah. It was like I closed the door to, like, anything, like um, – you know, feminine parts or or sensuality or like anything in that regard. And then finally now it's like, oh, it's awakening inside of me. I'm going to give it permission. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that it's so relevant because like we're talking about confidence and we're talking about alignment and manifestation and authenticity. And it's like, these are the things that you have to embody and be, you know, come back into alignment with who you really are and how Can you possibly do that if you are ashamed at a fundamental level of being a woman, you know, who has desires and like, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, For me, my understanding of like, like, I loved hearing you talk about orgasmic manifesting. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, you guys should try it. Yeah. I'm picturing like the name for this episode and like. (laughs) Manifesting (laughs) orgasm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyways, but um, I love that. Uh, yeah, I love hearing you talk about it. My understanding of it is like, it's like the ultimate energy surge, right? And it's like the ultimate state of alignment and Mm -hmm. it's like bliss and it's God given and it's, it's like truly who we really are. So if you can find a way or or combine that with your desires, like you're never like more plugged into source (laughs) and to truth than you are during an orgasm. And that's just it. It, It's, again, like I mentioned how there's this creation and orgasm connection for men because in the sperm, you, like, anatomically and physiologically speaking, that's how a a child is born. So that's creation. That is creation. But where where we've got it wrong is that women were just supposed to receive and there was no orgasm there for her. It was just this whole, you know, she's the channel for it, right? Which is incredible in itself, but... 
if there can be creation energy in an orgasm for a man or a female or sorry, a male bodied person, um, why, why not for us? And when I've come, when I've combined my manifestations and my desires with an orgasm, it's wild. And, and another thing I want to mention is when you mentioned confidence there, Lauren, it's like when you can give yourself that level of pleasure yeah, with or without a vibrator, with or without anyone else, you don't need anyone but yourself. You're just like, okay, we're good. (laughs) And that's, I think, again, I'm in a loving, healthy relationship, but with or without that, I'm good. Like we're good. I've got my life and I'm, and I'm set. And once you have that experience of pleasure, ultimate pleasure, where you're completely disconnected from anything, but your own physical experience, you feel like you can do anything and you can do anything. So like I mentioned, combining with the I am God affirmation or I am source or I am energy or whatever feels good, or I'm manifesting X, Y, and Z while you're climaxing up into the experience. Once you have the, for me at least, again, it doesn't need to be this way for everyone because not everyone is experiencing orgasms. But for me, it's the climax is like me getting close to my manifestation. And then the orgasm is I've, I've received my manifestation. So (laughs) anytime I have it, it's like, okay, so I can have it. And it gets easier and easier and quicker and quicker, just like manifesting does. So that's been my experience with it. I've only started manifesting orgasms like the last year, I guess, but I have always had a very healthy relationship with my sexuality and my body. Um, when it comes to manifesting orgasms for me, it really is like, it's business. It's like, it's business. It's not even about <laughs> and I, your to-do list. No, oh, 100%. <laughs> it's like, it is a manifestation practice and it's fucking great. And <laughs> and that's how it is. Like, it's just sometimes Mitch will just be like, well, why don't you just like call me in? It's like, well, you're more than welcome to come on in and join, but it's, it is business. So, and that's just it. It's like, it's not even like, I'm feeling turned on. I want to, it's like, no, like I'm ready to create this next thing in my life. I'm going to, I'm going to have to do a manifesting uh, orgasm. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, well, and I think like, you know, it's funny that you bring this up. I was literally like journaling yesterday about, you know, the reason you have a loving relationship is because you, you have that with yourself and this understanding that like we are the source and we can't have anything externally that we don't give ourselves internally, right? And this is kind of like the fundamental flaw with the human condition, which is like, I want these external circumstances to change, or I want, you know, certain people in my life to give me these things so that I get to have it or I get to feel a certain way, but it has to be the other way around. And like, it really is, it's, it goes, there's so many levels or layers to it really, where it's like, I mean, we were talking about last week when you have an insecurity, like that gets reflected back to you. Like other people are always just reflecting back to you. Right. So like your boyfriend, I love that. He's like, Oh, he's the best. (laughs) Yeah. But it's like, that's a reflection of you. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah, I guess if you're listening to this again, it doesn't need to be a, you don't have to have a vibrator. You don't have to have a – it doesn't have to be a sexual experience if that doesn't feel good for you. If it does, go for it in whatever way. But, like, pleasure. And that's the thing is uh, one thing in my in my soul travels, because I do a lot of traveling in my meditations, it's that the human experience is meant to fully indulge in pleasure. And that's why I drink wine. And that's why I love sexual pleasure and that's why I love food and I all these things it's it it's wrong to 
And I actually think I was not raised with a religion at all. I was like, love was my religion. That's that was our motto in the family. Um, but <laughs> can, I, like, can I like you think, can move in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, basically, it's that. I do believe that religious people, there's this connection to source and this the soul doesn't need sensuality. The soul doesn't need physical pleasure. The soul doesn't need to touch things. The soul doesn't need to feel things. The soul doesn't need to eat or drink. Does that make sense? Yes. The soul doesn't need those things. The human experience yeah. does. So if you are here as a human being listening to this podcast – you should be indulging in pleasure. You should be feeling pleasure and experiencing pleasure in all the ways. And it looks different for everyone. But I never, I think in the self-development world, it's so common to, you know, not drink and not eat this and not eat that because it's not going to, it's going to mess with your next level person. But the realization I had recently, and I consider myself a very fast learner. So I jumped into self-development and then it was, okay, now I'm doing polarity and now I'm doing feminine masculine and now I'm doing soul essence and intergalactics. And I just kind of like go through the things really, really rapidly. And that's just how it is for me. And the self-development world can get so limited if you don't let yourself experience that transcendence of, I want to drink the things I enjoy. I want to experience the things I enjoy. I want to travel here and do this and like start living quote unquote selfishly because you're here to live for you. And yeah, that's that's it. Yeah. So enjoy the pleasures. The human experience is about pleasure and senses. No other, the soul doesn't have senses. The human has senses. Yeah. That's my understanding. <laughs> and it. it's so great because lately we've been talking a lot about, you know, giving yourself permission to yeah. just like allow yourself to have that of which you desire because you came yeah. here for that. You came here for the indulgence, the abundance and just recognizing the ways. And for, for a lot of us, it's subconscious, the ways that we hold ourselves back or we, we sabotage this, but peel back the layers so that you can give yourself what you want and you can just go after it. Oh. Full permission slip. Well, I just love that, like, like we're here for pleasure. Because even Zoe and I earlier were talking about, like, I drink wine every night, and I love it. Like, I love it yeah. so much. And I was like, and I still make myself wrong for this. Like, I shouldn't, you know, like, it's bad or, like, I should be bigger than this or whatever. But so, like, what with what you're saying, it's like, it, it is that permission slip that Zoe is talking about. Because it's not, like, anything significant. It's, like, do you need to drink wine every night? And the answer is no, but it's like, it's really like a conscious conssumption of like mm, yes. this just, it's like that first sip of coffee in the morning when you're like, like yeah. those are like those little moments. And so, especially in the summer when I'm like sitting out on the terrace and I like pour myself a glass of wine, it's just like the best thing yeah. ever. And yet I also have this narrative of like, you should be able to like go weeks without this or she should only have this on the way. Like any, like shoulds are like the thief of joy. <laughs> You know? Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> One thing that I think uh, going off of that, Lauren, is like, so when you enter the self, so for instance, two years ago, I deep dove into self-development and I was on a very strict, I was like raised vegan. My We don't didn't eat meat in our house or anything. And then I was on a strict vegan diet. I was, on a, I was doing intermittent fasting. I was doing three-day fast. I was doing like all the things to keep my temple so pure, right. right? I was doing all these things. I wasn't really drinking. I would kind of look down at my friends that would go out and party. And 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 I want to say this, that got me to where I am today. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, with that level of discipline and that level of consistency and, you know, the decision to be so dedicated to myself, it got me to where I am today. So I can look back at that version of me and go, oh, she wasn't living right. Like she was not living right. Like I want to enjoy 
if a friend wants to go out and do shots with me, I used to be like, I don't do shots. Like literally I was like that for a little bit. Um, and it's because I had judgments around it. I didn't think it was for my highest self. And at that time it was not for my highest self. Now I do what I want to do. If I want to have shots, yeah. I'm going to have shots. If I want to do this, I'm going to do that, etc. The thing with self-development and spiritual awakening is I think it's all in divine timing. Like there's, there's the Gary V phase and then, and then there's the Tony Robbins phase <laughs> and then there's like, and then there's the spiritual awakening. So it's like that, that level of consistency and, you know, commitment to personal development is so important, but don't get so stuck there that you don't enjoy what life has to offer. Tapping into your spiritual awakening is like a little bit different because you're, you're more open and expansive. And then for me within the spiritual awakening was polarity. And within polarity, I was, I came across Madeline Moon, who's one of my, one of my favorite teachers on feminine embodiment and pleasure. And a big part of it is like the gods, the goddesses of like our, our history and our ancestral lineage. It's like they drank the wine, they had the sex, they did the things. And that is living. That's yeah. transcendence. Mm -hmm. So if you're aware that your your human experience is, is temporary, you, you're crazy to not <laughs> dive into the indulgences. But I also want to say I went through that phase of radical self-discipline to get to this phase. And I'm so grateful for that. And I think that everyone's on their own journey. I just chose to do it really quick where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm done with this like morning routine, strict morning routine. Now it's just like, I'll get up when I want and yeah. I'll do what I want, whatever feels good, but it's taken time. Yeah. Yeah. And we all go through these phases, right? And just as you're talking about, there's the Gary Vee phase and there's the Tony Robbins <laughs> and then the spiritual awakening. And yeah. Like the whole self-development spirituality and this journey once you're once you're in it, it's it's like a smorgasbord, right? Yeah. A little, take a little bit over here when you're called, a little bit of a little bit of plant medicine, a little bit of yoga, a little bit of um, you know, experimenting in all these different ways and reading these different books and just follow your curiosities always, like follow that internal compass because even though you're describing like, oh, you wouldn't live like that now, it was perfect for where you were it was at perfect. because you know, like you said, you were able to do a lot of work in a short period of time and you're now you're living like you're, yeah. you're really living and you've given yourself permission. But there's different ways in which you had to have the contrast to hold yourself back or like, let's say, or not fully indulged to do some some deeper work that, you know, that's the substance would um, wouldn't help speed up that journey, let's say. Yeah. But now you're like living and you can see the contrast and you're like, wow, like it's it's so much better on this other side, but it required the work. Yeah, totally. totally. Yeah. And I feel like it's like whatever you feel drawn towards. Like I know, Zoe, you're not drinking right now and, you know, for different reasons. And like that's aligned for you, yeah. right? It's not like you're you're holding yourself off from it. You just genuinely don't have a desire, mm -hmm. right? Whereas anytime when we have a desire and it's born out of, I mean, you know, it's born out of – like for me, the desire for like wine, for instance, is – it's pleasurable. It's It feels good. It feels like a way to celebrate each day and make each day more, you know, it would be a different story if I was like drinking a bottle of wine to get drunk every single night and like yes. forget about my problems. That's yeah. not, course, <laughs> that's not course. what we're advocating yeah. for. Um, but yeah, I think like, again, it's just such a strong like permission slip. And I love it. The other thing I wanted to say too, was like, I fully believe that it's, everything's placebo, right? So, oh, yeah. so like, People who people who are very strict with themselves and have this like 
fear around alcohol or certain foods or whatever, like that stress is what's causing those things to have an effect in their bodies, right? I really believe that when you are at peace with what you're eating, that your body is as well. Oh, God, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's everything. And that's that's proven, like, scientifically, right? right? Your body's – the stress response is all – it originates in the mind. And therefore, your physiology within the digestive system responds accordingly. So if I'm drinking – we're having Prosecco tonight. Um, if I was drinking this thinking oh, – I'm going to feel like shit tomorrow because I had a couple glasses of Prosecco. Well, I'm going to feel like shit tomorrow. But if I'm drinking this because we're celebrating and we're so excited to finally be together in person, it's a totally different physiological experience. And it's so great that you're touching on this too because I feel like in the spiritual world, there's so many like – making wrong for like being a different way and thinking like, oh, if you're on the spiritual journey, you you can't drink or just like – you know, pointing fingers or carving out these different ways and like this is ideal and whatever is ideal is actually whatever you're called to do, right? Because we're the universe experiencing itself. If the universe wants to experience the glass of wine, then it can. Yeah, or the vibrator. Like, right? We're meant to indulge when we we feel called to indulge. And it's like, I, I think back to when I lived in Rome and Italy. I mean, for the last year that I lived there, I I, I probably drank at least a glass of wine every single day because yeah. I was in Rome and that was... When in Rome. <laughs> yeah, when in Rome. But like that was my way of life. And then, you know, in the past two years being back in Toronto, like that's changed. And I, you know, I've gone back to the plant medicine in different ways, which requires you to hold off from different substances and, you know, be very sober so that you can have a depthier experience. But like, you know, I, I know that when I go out into the world again and when I travel, like, I will always indulge because, like, you you have to give yourself that permission to enjoy where you're at and enjoy the fruits of your labor. Let's yeah. say, like, you manifested a trip. Like, go go live that experience like, to the fullest, right? <laughs> like, don't hold back just because of, you know, the spiritual – what would you call it? Like stereotype almost. I'm laughing because before going to Rome, I was like, the next person I sleep with is my husband. Like I just like decided. And it had honestly been like a year, I think, like since having sex with anyone. We've never like talked about this on the podcast, but I think it's good. I've opened up. Yeah. yeah, No, it's good. Like I'm not, it's funny because it's like, I don't really shy away from it anywhere else, but we, anyways, whatever. Um, But yeah, I had that thing. And then I met someone in Rome and I remember being like, hmm. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, literally the saying, when in Rome. Oh, God, you can't get away from it. It's like, <laughs> because that would just all be me being like, yeah, but I said that I wasn't going. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm in Rome. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. guys driving me around the Coliseum in a smart car and like buying 60 euro bottles of wine or is it euros? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I already can't remember. (laughs) Anyways. uh, So just when you were like, when in Rome and like give yourself permission to like, I was like, this is like life, you know? And so it's like at one point it felt aligned for me to be like, I'm going to not have sex for a while and like focus on me and like, you know, and then at another point it was like, (laughs) never mind. Yes. (laughs) Like give yourself permission to change your mind. (laughs) Yeah. And it's it's always about following what feels good. Right. Like there's no rules. And like that, like there's no rules on like no no sex on the first date or like no kissing on the first date. If you're feeling it, you're feeling it. And you just like go for it. And there shouldn't be shame around any of it because you are the universe experiencing itself. You should always like just follow what feels good that like like what I've noticed is that 
um, any time where I'm I'm unhappy or unsatisfied or in a place of not understanding, it's because I've set subconscious rules for myself. Mm. Oh and my it's just God, a yeah. matter of releasing these rules that were somehow placed there uh, through childhood and whatnot. But it's it's all about liberating yourself. And, and that's freedom, right? Like fully indulging when you're in Rome or fully indulging like wherever you might be because you're following your soul's expression. Well, I was saying recently in one of my Instagram lives, I was like, there's two motivating and I did not come up with this, by the way, this is common knowledge and self-development and spirituality. It's like, there's two motivating forces. There's love and fear. Are you opening up to world, to the Mm. world and its experiences? Are you contracting? So for instance, though, you're not having wine with us tonight because you're going into this open, expansive experience. So like you're, that's what you're opening up to and you're excited for it. So this is what, it's not like, oh, I wish I could have wine, but I can't. It's like, no, you, you have something better coming. (laughs) Right. So it's, are you opening up and expanding to what is next for you? Or are you, and wine's just a very small example, but what's love and what's fear. It's so, it's not actually, okay. It's easy when you've done the work to heal and unblock and move things around but it's not easy to know what's what's a desire that's good for you because we're so conditioned to not trust our desires and not trust ourselves. And yeah. yeah, I also don't agree with judging anyone for their journey. Like when I was saying there's this, these levels of self-development, by no means have I, I'm 26 years old. I just started this work a couple of years ago. Like by no means have I made it and I know everything. But in my experience, it's there's these different sort of phases of your self-development and spiritual awakening and Um, for me, it feels really good to just lean into life's indulgences. But um, if people are living a very strict, rigid experience with their indulgences because it gets them to the next step, that's freaking amazing because I was there and that helped me have the work ethic and have the productivity and have the drive to get things done. So there's no judgment. It's just watch, watch what spiritual teacher you're following and watch what coach you're following and watch what self-development mentor you're following. And how are they, are they judging other people's for their, you know, experiences? And of course we all have judgments, but it's like, no, just do what feels good for you. And that's really, it's that simple. And I feel like there's almost another layer of that as well, bringing up the fear versus love, because sometimes indulging, well, a lot of the time comes from fear as well, right? And so I think that this really is a conversation for someone who is fairly self-aware and can make that distinction because there's a very big difference between I'm going to have a glass of wine or two because life is abundant versus I can't deal and I'd like to numb, you know, this right now. And so always just tuning into yourself. And if that's, you know where you're operating from the majority of the time, it's something for you to look at, yes. right? Not that it's wrong, but something for you to look at. A hundred percent. And a nice way to sort of differentiate, at least what I do is because of course there's it, in the moment pleasure and desires that feel good. Like for instance, I would love to eat ice cream every night because I love ice cream every night, but that doesn't really align with me living in my healthiest body. And you know what I mean? It does for some people if that's their reality, but that's not my reality. So I don't do it every night. But trust me, I eat what I want. But the reason I say this is ask yourself, what would my higher, a nice way to differentiate is what would my higher self do or say or feel? And your higher self will let you know if having that tub of ice cream is delicious tonight and amazing and abundant for you, or if it's like, settle down. No. (laughs) go to bed and go do your thing in the next day. Um, And it's the same thing with indulgences. So like you said, Laura, it can be out of fear. It can be out of love. But asking yourself, is this what my higher self desires? It can really help differentiate that, at least in my experience. I like that. 
What would you say, Haley, coming back to confidence and embodying your most confident self? Because I know just listening to you, I'm like inspired about like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to be like next level unapologetic because it, yes. it's so freeing, right? Oh, like God, yeah. we know what that feels like. And I feel like I'm at this sort of like precipice where I'm sometimes two different people. And one of them is like this free, super confident, like badass, unapologetic showing up. And Queen then, entrepreneur. Yeah, and like, <laughs> and that's very much who I am, but there's still this older part of me too that questions things, that fears judgment. And I can feel her. It's like, she's getting loud right now because I'm really doing the work to like move more into alignment. What would you say for someone who is newer to their journey, who like feeling really confident is not something that they're familiar with at all? How would you suggest that they get started on that journey? I would suggest that they get clear on what they want to be confident in, what realm they want to be confident in, because there's situational confidence and then there's the embodied confidence where it's like, hey, I might show up to a chess match and feel really like in my power arriving and just be like, oh, I'm excited to like for this experience, but I don't know much about chess, but it doesn't affect my embodied confidence. It affects my situational confidence. I don't know what the hell, what goes where, right? So there's the situational and the embodied state. So for the person who's just getting started, it's, do you, where do you want to be more confident in? Do you want to be more confident in just your, how you feel about yourself or at work or in your career or in your finances or in your relationship? There's so many situations. And then whatever it is, it's, it's, it literally is a commitment. And this is where that sort of self-development energy comes in and consistency and showing up. Because if you're trying, I know a lot of people listening to this are entrepreneurs. So say you're, you want to feel confident going on live, right? Which I know is, for me, it's literally the easiest thing because that's just the story I tell myself and it's always been like that. But for some people I've heard, it's quite traumatizing to go on live. So it's gonna be traumatizing the first time, just like the first time I interviewed someone for my podcast, I was so nervous, even though I could talk to them outside. It's like, hey, oh my gosh, I'm so excited you're on podcast. But then we get here and it's like, oh my God, I'm nervous. It's because it was my first time. So start with a, you know, commit yourself to the, the daily practice, commit yourself to consistency. And once you're familiar with it, if it's second nature, you're confident in it. Just like you're confident in, if you're a waiter, you're confident in opening a bottle of wine because you've done it a million times, but your first time at the table might be a little nerve wracking. So you can really put that situational confidence into anything, but it does take practice. So if you're trying to be more confident in just showing up to any room and being yourself, you need to start going and talking to new people. You need to start reaching out. You need to start connecting with friends. You need to start doing small little things that get you more comfortable in situations. Cause I'm an embodied confident person, but even over quarantine COVID, I felt not nervous to go talk to people, but like I felt a little weird around certain situations, social situations. Cause I was like, God, I haven't done this in a while. And it's, and that's when it really validated to me that it has nothing to do with me. It's that I'm not experienced in this practice. So you're, you, you ladies are really confident having me on the podcast as a guest because you do this all the time. You, you set up your mics all the time. You set up the computer. We chat all the time. It's, it's very like second nature to you, but maybe if we were like filming a video or something you hadn't mm. done before, there'd be a little bit more resistance around it. So there'd be less confidence because you're not as familiar with it. It's not a second nature. So really do it every day, like do it in some element, way, form or another. And I know in the abundant beings club, we go live on there to say uh, what we acknowledge about ourselves every day. That's traumatizing for some people, but the more and more they do it, the more comfortable they get it. And then they're more willing to pick up their live on their own business page and go, hey, this is what I, this is who I am, this is what I'm selling and, and X, Y, and Z. So show up consistently and um, get clear on what sort of, what type of confidence you're, you're after. Is it situational or is it just embodied confidence? 
I love that. And, and in the simplest form, confidence is comfort. Yeah, like, confidence and is comfort. practicing so it until you get to comfortable. Because thing, you know, just like you said, the podcast, like yeah. after you do it a few times, all of a sudden it's, it's nothing, right? It's nothing. But leading up to it, it might cause like this wall of resistance going out there on your own, starting a YouTube channel, like putting yourself out there in a new way. Like you most likely will be met with resistance of some kind, but you like practice builds that comfort, right? Yeah. Like think about like a when you're, I don't know, when you learn to tie your shoes, but grade one or something on a kindergarten, you learn to tie your shoes. It's it's you can't do it and then all of a sudden it's like you can do it with your eyes closed. Riding a bike too. Yeah. Like it's that comfort. It's, it's comfort. I used to teach fitness. I still have a couple of personal training clients because I just love them, even though I don't I don't consider myself a personal trainer anymore, but I still love them. So I keep them uh, anyways. But I used to teach fitness classes and it's you're getting up in front of 30 people in your sports bra, in your whatever. And like I remember having a bit of resistance around the, my very first class. I was nervous. I was like, oh, my music going to mess up and this. Three classes in, I'm just like, I'm strolling in three minutes before the class. I'm chatting with people. I'm putting on, like, it's just so easy. And it's, it, nothing changed inside me. I didn't become a different person. I just had more practice in that situation. So situational conf, like situational confidence, really familiarize yourself with what you're doing. That's it. (laughs) I heard confidence comes from competence. Like Mm -hmm. the word confidence comes from competence and confidence comes through repeatedly doing something mm-hmm. yeah isn't it funny how many people though are not willing to do it without the confidence first right like like I have yeah. so many clients who like going live would just be so incredibly valuable for them to get comfortable doing but mm. they're not willing to get actually most of my clients are willing to do it because like their business <laughs> depends on it but but I say this to people all the time yeah it's like you know just go and do it like here here's a Facebook group where like it's you're welcome to go and use it and like they just you know and just, just be real too. Like if you're a, a business owner and you're going live for your first time, just go on and be like, I'm really nervous. Yeah. I'm really nervous. And then just in, again, you're, you're activating your authenticity yeah. and then you just remember your true self. And it's like, Oh my God, I'm so nervous. Like I'm, I'm so excited, but I'm so nervous and I'm here. And, and that's so much more relatable, so much more magnetic than someone showing up and just being completely blocked off because they're not willing to say they're nervous, but they're so fucking terrified. So just, I'm nervous. I'm scared. Here I am. It's with anything. It's going to a job interview and, oh, I'm so excited to be here. I'm I'm nervous to be here. And then it's like, oh, don't be nervous. And then everything just unfolds. So just Say you're nervous if you are. Yeah. <laughs> That's important. And owning your truth, right? Anytime that you speak your truth or own your truth, you, you liberate yourself. 100%. Exactly. You liberate yourself when you own the facts. The facts are you're nervous as hell. Of course you are. Yeah. And that's like so relatable to people, you know, when I hear of a woman who's like nervous, but showing up anyways, I'm like, you're like, I have a perception of her immediately that she's strong, that she's willing to be uncomfortable, you know, like it makes me see her in a favorable light, not an unfavorable one, which is what people often think, right? If I show any vulnerability, you know, people will know I'm a human being, God forbid. <laughs> that, that's what really drew me to you both is that your your authenticity and your truth and being like, you're, we're not always in this vibration of, if I want it, I got it. If I want it, I got it. Like, that's just so fucking annoying. And anytime you see that in the manifestation world, it's like, Ugh, and then you have this moments and yeah. and then you, f- you make the story about it. But like, you guys were just so, you're, you're, the fact is you guys are living an abundant life, the life of your dreams. And you still have, quote unquote, low vibe thoughts, right? And yeah. it's the same thing with confidence. I mean, 
I'm standing here saying, oh, I'm so unconfident all the time and da, da, da. But that's been a practice. There's been moments in my life where I haven't been, but it's just like, I'm just, I'm showing up anyways. I'm doing this anyways. And there's, it really is confidence is comfort. Just keep doing it. Keep showing up. And success is inevitable for you if you keep showing up in any area of your life. Um, but also knowing when when it's not aligned, right? And that's a that's another big thing. If you're showing up and there's resistance over and over and over and over again, it's like, okay, at what point is this out of alignment? But that's another topic for another day. <laughs> so, Haley, I'm so aware. This has been such an amazing conversation and I'm aware of the fact that it's the most beautiful day outside and like yeah. we should make the there. most of it yeah <laughs> but I want but I want first to um have you share with people how they can follow you and learn from you and work with you online yeah so like I said I'm a spiritually channeled wellness and success coach so I have a couple programs and I do one-on-one my one-on-one container is usually full but you could always you know, reach out and see. Um, but you can follow me on Instagram at uplift underscore lifestyle. And I also run a podcast called uplift lifestyle podcast. I'm relatively new in my business, but that, that literally means nothing because I'm killing it and (laughs) time isn't real. real. And, um, yeah, so you can find me there. I'm the tech company I'm launching. I'll say it here because it's coming soon. It's called fit portal. It's an online booking service for reduced rate boutique fitness classes. So anyone listening that loves boutique fitness, like Pilates spin, all the things, um, this will be your, your quick channel to accessing the best high quality classes in your region or virtually. So that's coming soon. And then Uplift Lifestyle is where I run everything. I also have a website, www.upliftlifestyle.ca. But check out my Instagram. I'm on my stories every day talking and sharing insights, free information. And then I guess I'll mention I have a membership program. It's $55 a month. It's called the Holistic Wellness Bundle. And it's workouts led by me. I'm a certified personal trainer, high-level coach in that area. So I've got workouts because that's part of your energy. That's part of your confidence. It's hard to be confident if you don't feel good about your body, period. Um, So fitness is very important to me. And we do intuitive nutrition riffs. I'm a nutrition coach as well. So all that stuff's in there as well, plus manifestation, plus meditations, plus self-guided hypnosis, monthly group coaching calls, and um, some journal prompts as well. So that's kind of like the easiest way to get in my world without committing to a one-on-one, I guess. Awesome. Well, it'll all be in the show notes below for our Yay. listeners. And do you have anything else you want to add? Uh, so? I just want to say thank you so much for yeah. just being you, Haley, and just for sharing all of your beautiful words and wisdom and just, you know, sharing your truth because that's what this world all needs more of from each and every single one of us. So thanks for giving everyone permission. Yeah. Thank just you. being your authentic self, mm-hmm. you know, like that's what we truly just need more. I was realizing this lately. I'm like, who is it that I'm really drawn to in terms of following? And the answer, once I thought about it for a while, was like women who are just freaking killing it and being unapologetic. at. It. And when I say killing it, I mean like they're just out there doing their thing, you know, yes. and they're unapologetic about it. And they're just showing up as themselves. Like that's who I'm so drawn to. So thanks for bringing that onto the podcast. You're so welcome. I, I just want to finish by saying like you've spent, if you're listening to this, we're, we've all spent way too many years shrinking ourselves. Yes. So it's time to rise up. It's time to live your life for you. Doesn't matter about your family, friends, whoever, your life is meant to live, be lived for you. So it's not selfish. It's fucking selfless is what it is. So live life for you. Everyone benefits the collective benefits and do what feels good. And yeah, thank you ladies for, for having me on. It's been such a pleasure, such an honor. Thank you, Haley. 
Thank you guys so much for spending a piece of your day with us and tuning into the Lo and Zo Show. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate it and share on social media. Be sure to tag us. If you're ready to transform yourself in order to transform your life and get personalized support and coaching from us while doing it, click the link below to read all about the Lo and Zo membership, the Abundant Beings Club. Until next time, stay abundant.